Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're here with episode 13, where we're going to talk to you today all about Beltane. One of the most- Mayday. exactly. Super magical, super fun. Uh, Very energetic and playful as a holiday. Uh, Beltane falls on the wheel of the year right between spring equinox and summer solstice. And it's exactly opposite of Samhain. So, Veronica. Yeah, I was going to say that being said, you know, it's, you know, you talk about, oh, this is such a light, playful, everybody's like fertility and love and abundance. And then it being on the opposite end of Samhain, there can also be that feeling, you know, as the veils are thin, like Samhain, um, we can access those who have passed. And we can also have feelings of grief that come up like I have this morning. So we have both sides of the coin here on Beltane. We have, you know, we have the intensity of the veils thinning. And we also have the intensity of the, the whole planet, especially here in the Northern Hemisphere, coming to life um, in spring. Yeah, because actually right now in the Southern Hemisphere, it is Samhain which is such a wild thing to think about, right? Like they're holding one end of the the wheel and we're holding the other end. Um, And I do think, right? It's really important to remember that piece about the veils being thin. And I know Veronica, you and I talked about this kind of at length at this time last year, because we were both really feeling a lot of grief and realizing, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. this makes sense. Um, Because the veils are thin. And even though Beltane is really a celebration of life, we'd still have access to that other realm. Um, We also have access, I believe, to other dimensions, other realms. So the fairy realm and whatnot is wide open right now. Um, But to remember that it's all the realms, right? It's not just life, but death too. And uh, it's important, I think, to honor both. And I, I I feel like anytime you celebrate life, like the, the, the other side of the coin death comes up like most goddesses that are that you celebrate that is the goddess of life she's also the goddess of death right you cannot have life yeah death right i mean we we talked a lot about this in our podcast about um beginnings and endings and beginnings again where we were talking about how you know really celebrating an earth-based religion or spirituality practice is focused so much on cycles and Mm. so here we are in a cycle, right? And in that, in that birth cycle per se, but with that, there is also the shadow side of that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I remember Veronica, when you and I celebrated our first Beltane together, uh, probably <laughs> 16 years, 16 years ago. Yeah. Well, my daughter's 18 and she was very little. So yeah. Right. That was, yeah. Yeah, and I remember we decided as our circle that we were going to invite new people in. And to do this, we were going to kind of vet them by inviting a whole bunch of people to this Beltane experience and then seeing how it went. <laughs> yeah, like, 
you know, you invite people to, oh, it's a May Day. So if you say May Day and not Beltane, people like, oh, I know what that is. Like, oh, the Maypole. Because right. like that's still like um, people who are not pagan or celebrate paganism, they will participate in the Maypole. It's almost like with Christmas, like people who aren't Christians still celebrate Christmas. This, this right. is something we just celebrate. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So it's like, oh, okay, let's uh, let's invite them to May Day, and right? And do May you Day. do you also remember that at the beginning we were like, okay, one of us is going to have to stand up in front of everybody and talk about what May Day is, right? What is Beltane? Why are we doing this thing? Mm -hmm. And and I think I ended up doing it, probably. Um, <laughs> but I I had I totally actually remember this. I had the little note cards, like three by five note cards. And, and I was pretty fresh to like the whole thing. I mean, I had celebrated Beltane before, but I wasn't as immersed in the seasons and the cycles as I am now. I mean, I was, I was green in my own <laughs> paganism, but um, <laughs> I remember going through all the steps. And so I think that might be helpful is to share some of, you know, what, what was on that cue card, if I can remember. Um, that was really about what you're saying, like the maypole, and we mm -hmm. made head wreaths, and what do, what are all these things about, right? Mm -hmm. So, Veronica, what the heck is a maypole about? <laughs> uh, well, the first piece is the pole, and so a lot of us think about the pole <laughs> in a very masculine sense, yes, as this. This is the time when the seed is being sown. Um, so the masculine, that's the masculine piece is the pole. You can figure out what that is. And then. <laughs> it is a phallic symbol. It is the most phallic of phallic symbols because it's a giant rod that you ram into the earth. <laughs> I was actually walking around the word penis and then she says this. Okay. <laughs> the ribbons that you're weaving mm -hmm. so this is this is you sowing the seeds and um mm -hmm. as we weave the maypole we usually have an intention of something as you know the seeds that we're sowing the intention that we're weaving um whether it's healing the planet you know um celebrating abundance being grateful um anything else you want to add to that uh, well, I want to add to the maypole that it is this idea of kind of this this giant phallus being sewn into the earth, which is the mother symbol. But another piece of this is that often when you see maypoles, they have wreaths that are decorating the top of them, which is also that feminine symbol, that circle symbol um, of receiving, right? So uh, the other thing about the weaving is it's kind of like a binding. Like I sort of like to think of it as that hand fasting of the sacred union, You've mm -hmm. got the masculine and the feminine and they're coming together, being bound together by this, basically a spell that's being woven by all the participants um, who are creating this, this beautiful and sometimes chaotic um, ribbon mass. I mean, it's, it's sometimes mm -hmm. you have these beautiful, beautiful weavings that happen when everybody's in sync. And then at some point it gets funky and wild and everybody's offbeat and then some people will come back together. So when you often, if you're doing, this is what happens when you do it with a collective of people who 
may not be professional maypole weavers. <laughs> because that apparently is a, that is a skill set. <laughs> well, it is. So, I mean, in Waldorf schools, right, the, the kids learn how to weave a maypole yeah. and unweave the maypole. Yes. When we host a Beltane maypole ceremony <laughs> ritual, uh, we do not unweave anything because that is just chaos. It's not coming undone. <laughs> I can't imagine. Right. We have woven that spell into being forever. <laughs> and what I love is that our, you know, our maypole years and years has have these ribbons and these intentions woven into it and we just lay the next year on top of them so it's like mm -hmm. thick 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 with all of this yeah yeah it's it's really powerful and cool um and in all this time we have gone through a couple different maypoles because uh when they get pulled on and damp and all kinds of stuff they often get warped mm -hmm. over time um but yeah so we have a maypole we have the maypole, that, and we have wreaths often adorning the maypole, mm -hmm. but we also have wreaths adorning our heads, right? <laughs> we do. I just did that with my daughter this afternoon. I and know. It's so I, it's so go out and harvest, you know, beautiful flowers and, you know, decorate yourself and just get into the, the season of what is bloom, what is you know, what is happening right now with the earth, how awake and, and, you know, the offerings that the earth is giving. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I saw your pictures. I saw the picture you sent me, but Veronica also posted some pictures on Facebook um, of her and her daughter and their, their head wreaths. And it's, it's such a fun tradition to have mm -hmm. with not just kids, but even just as adults to kind of take that playful springtime energy and create something beautiful to put on yourself. Um, well, and I think like May Day is like the holiday that gets that people think of like, oh, people go crazy. Like yeah. people go nuts on May Day. Like yeah. as far as like people have ideas that the witches, well, I mean, there are, um, you know, there are ancient rites, May Day rites, where there is a union between the masculine and the feminine, the fairy queen, the green man, um, where they come together. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, there's that feeling of like the frolic and the, um, you know, actually happens like in ritual that uh, a male would plant his seed in a female and then a baby would be born. And um, so whether that is <laughs> what really happens or like if you look at the the earth as being that is you're planting your seeds or what you know what you are planning to plant to be harvested in the fall mm -hmm. um that's another way of doing thinking about it <laughs> well and and i want to speak to that part cuz there is this idea of the fairy queen and the green man also you know you might hear about the masculine and the fem feminine energies as being that maiden energy because it's spring and that horned god energy, um, or or the green man, the pan-like energy that's out there um, on the masculine side. And there are still people um, in the world who celebrate this holiday by having sexual rights. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody will, you know, often a high priest or high priestess, and I can't speak fully to this because I don't practice these traditions, but I know I've read about it, and I know it happens. Um, mm -hmm. But 
a man and a woman will take on these roles and and basically embody uh, the god and the goddess and create a sacred union um, to celebrate what's happening in the earth, basically mm-hmm. and honor what's happening in the earth in a tangible way. Um, it's also not uncommon to go to Beltane ceremonies and have um, people coupling off and heading into the bushes later in the evening. <laughs> um, I usually I'm gone by the time that happens. Right. I, just, I hear the tales afterwards. Yeah, Brad and I usually take off. We're like, we're like the first people there to set up and get ready. And then we like bail. We're like, oh, we're going to go home and go to bed. And then we hear later about all the fun, crazy, wild things that happen after Lots we left. parties. Right. As we come back the next day to pick up the pieces. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Um. Well, there is the craziness of Beltane. There is. is. There's a, there is like a wild kind of feral side to it. And then there's also this very sweet, um, kind of innocent side to it as well. Like playful, gentle side to it that I think of with kids. Yeah. It was your dancing around the maypole and music playing and you have headries and you all feast and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then the other part of the ritual, the Beltane fires, um, right. that. So typically we would, after we weave the maypole in our ritual, we would jump over a Beltane fire. So mm-hmm. we would, you know, make this fire usually out of Emily's cauldron that is yes. thick with Epsom salts and rubbing alcohol. <laughs> All rusted. It's yeah. seeds and Beltane, man, that cauldron. Um, <laughs> and a lot of other rituals actually, but, but it has been left many a time. <laughs> As a way to cleanse, and this comes from um, what hundreds of centuries ago when they would set um, Beltane fires. They still do this today. They hundreds set- of centuries ago. <laughs> centuries are hundreds of years. Anyways, you know what I mean. <laughs> Many years ago, <laughs> once upon a time, exactly. There you people go. used to drive their cattle. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if people still drive their cattle, but I know that in Europe, they still, places, people still set the Beltane fires, mm-hmm. and this is, uh, like, the fire is for purification, so they would set two um, blazing fires, and then they would set their cattle through them as a way of purifying the cattle, and actually, literally, if the cattles had bugs on them, the bugs would jump off, because they don't want to get burned. So right, that actually, was the point. Yeah, that was the point. It, it was like a physical, real thing, and it's a, a symbol of purification. Right. So with the cattle, it was the time of year when people would be sending their cattle out to pasture to graze because now there's all this grass, right? There's, there's food for them out there. And so they would want to cleanse them before they sent them out. Um, and it is a fire festival, and there are still places that set these two big bonfires uh, during this, and people will run between them. Again, I don't know, like Veronica said, whether or not cattle are still driven between them. Um, but our symbol for that is the fire in the cauldron, and we will all, we usually sing, raise energy while we're singing, and leap over the fire. Uh, individually and then couples will leap over the fire friends will leap over the fire and usually at the very end our whole circle will all hold hands and we'll all symbolically leap over the fire um it's a really I've actually 
it's pretty amazing. I've had someone come up to me and hold my hand and say, I want to cleanse a relationship that you were a part of. Oh. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I stood there and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold their hand and then, and then, you know, before I leap over, having that attention of like, okay, I'm cleansing this relationship right now. Like, um, you know, not that we wouldn't deal with our stuff, but it's just another like adding of like, okay, we can let this go. We can burn this away. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So fire, maypole, head wreaths, you know, all this, all this really the cool. And the feminine, the fairy queen and the green man. Yes. All this coming together of different energies. And, you know, the maypole and the fires are one of the most traditional ways to celebrate Beltane. It's, they tend to be the ways that, you, that I've heard about even as a kid. Like I, I didn't hear about the fire part as a kid, but I was aware of what, like, what a maypole was as a child. Um, but there are other things that you can do to celebrate this holiday without having a maypole and without leaping a fire. Um, although if you ever have a chance to do either of those things, I highly recommend them because they're awesome. <laughs> but I'm curious, Veronica, what other things do you have that you like to celebrate Beltane with? Well, just today I um, made a, a, a Mayday wreath cake with my daughter. So baked goods. Um, this is the time, you know, honey, milk, symbolisms of, uh, you know, the fertility of the earth and the, the animals, you know, babies being born and um, so we made a, a delicious cake. I, we made it gluten-free, so I told Emily it was a little dry, <laughs> but it was delicious because we had icing on it. Um, so making cake, um, at, in Circle, we actually did a weaving ceremony because we had, you know, we have the social distancing and we couldn't be together. And so we, we took magical ribbons from our maypole and did a weaving uh, spell because that's pretty much what the maypole is anyways. You're mm -hmm. weaving a spell. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, making re head wreaths. That's what we did. Yeah. I think so that's about it. How about you? So oh, the one, Oh, and Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you told me a story about when you were a child and you had a special thing that you made. Right. So the baskets. So, um, yeah. yeah so the, there, there is a tradition, and it actually is a tradition um, that I believe was the late 19th century and early 20th century is what I was reading about it being documented during, but where people would leave these Mayday baskets, or um, and they would have, they were often made of paper, and they would be hung on or left on people's doorsteps, um, and they would have flowers and sweets in them, and they were sort of left as this offering of spring right the celebration of spring and the little romantic twist of this is that uh if you saw somebody leaving one of these the romantic piece was that you would run after them chase after them catch them and kiss them um so this is something that you know <laughs> i didn't know that part until earlier this week actually but i always knew about the mayday baskets and as a kid we would make them and hang them on people's doors uh neighboring neighborhood doors mm -hmm. so this is something you know, that's also associated with May Day is this idea of giving gifts of abundance, um, of sweets, of 
you know, these beautiful flowers that celebrate and honor the springtime. So that's another piece uh, that we, that you can do. Um, other things I know you can make spell jars. You know, this is a great time for weaving spells. So you can use a jar and fill it with, um, you know, with whatever items you're wanting to use to cement your intention of your spell. And then you can take that and charge it. Um, you can charge it under the moon, you can charge it in the sun, you can leave it on your altar and just work with the intention around that. And then when you're ready, you can bury it in the earth. Um, you can empty the contents out and bury the contents if you prefer, especially if you've got some organic matter in there that might be getting a little ripe. Um, <laughs> depends on what you put in your jar, basically. But you can use all kinds of things. Uh, so this is another thing you can do to celebrate the season. You can make Beltane altars, right? So really creating an altar with the intention of bringing together that masculine and that feminine energy and, and that springtime energy. What does that look like to you? What does that feel like? How are you embodying that in your life? And then creating that into being using altar um, outside, inside, however you want to do it. Um, another way that I, I like to associate working with the Beltane energy is working with the Fey folk because this is such a prime time for that veil between the worlds being thin to be able to communicate with other realms. I think it's a really lovely time to get outside and spend some time quietly in nature, just, you know, meditating, uh, maybe creating altars or offerings for the Fey folk. Um, if you're looking for information or guidance, you can, during a meditation, ask them for that. Um, and, you know, just really sitting with those energies that are percolating in the earth and then with that veil that's thin. So allowing uh, other realms to kind of come to you and bring you information. And uh, earlier today, I did a Facebook Live and I was talking about, I was reminding everybody, just remember that the Fey folk can be a little tricky. They've got that little bit of trickster energy, some of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you don't want to follow anybody into fairyland and, you know, partake of their sweets and then never make it back for seven to 10 years. <laughs> just saying. Like, <laughs> it's not like for seven's journey. <laughs> right. right? The underworld. We're going to the underworld with the fairies. Right. Well, I think in all the mythology, right, you're never supposed to eat or drink anything when yeah, you when you exactly. go into other realms. Yeah. So just, you know, word of words of wisdom. That's all I'm passing yeah. on here. I, I definitely um I haven't worked much with the fairy realm, but they definitely have that sense, like what I have felt of like very trickster like energy mm -hmm. where you're like in the forest and you feel something like like at the corner of your eye like huh and you kind of feel like tickled a little like what was that oh that was funny like oh i wonder if that was a little fairy <laughs> it's like yeah. trying to get my attention or something or like look over here um yeah <laughs> i've definitely worked a lot with the fairies and uh with i've explored those realms often, especially when I was in my 20s, I was really fascinated by all of it. I actually did an entire speech in my speech class about why you should believe in fairies. Um, and oh I had, <laughs> seriously, and I have facts about like, you know, different sightings and um, artifacts wow. that have been found and, you know, historical references and all this stuff. 
to prove my point because I had to argue my point. And I have seen fairies, I swear to you. I know I sound, Mm -hmm. some people might be like, yeah, right. But no, for real. And I was sober. Um, (laughs) I've seen fairies and I often will see what I feel like are nature spirits, um, Mm -hmm. which I also equate with the fae folk when I'm out in the wilderness and I'll spot something um, that I know is not an animal. That is like you're saying, Mm -hmm. Veronica, trying to get my attention, right? Like, hey, here I am. So they're there and you may choose to work with them. And now is an amazing time to do so. Awesome. <laughs> so Veronica, you have a Beltane book, right? I sure do. I do. This is, book is awesome. It's titled Beltane. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Um, and Crazy. it's by Robin uh, Grim, Grimus. I'm going to spell it out. Grimacy. Awesome. G-R-I-M-A-S-S-I. I've had it for years. And this book is awesome. Um, It's all, you know, starts with what, you know, May Day, um, ancient rituals, the different associations of May Day, and it breaks it down of all the different, you know, lore around May Day. and, And then spells and recipes and rituals and it's a super rich book so i would definitely recommend it to anybody cool i know that is a book we've used as a reference multiple times over the years um when in search of something you know to share uh or to practice uh i said to share but it was because i had something come into my mind which was also that a big part of belting is feasting Oh yeah, food. Food. So you, <laughs> Veronica, you talked about, you know, making this cake today with your daughter. And I was just thinking about how many potlucks we've had and uh, how lovely it can be to share food with people. Um, and one of the things I'm, I think about during this time, you know, this year we're not dancing the maypole. We're, we're socially distanced. But what if you had a potluck with friends? What if you made some food and they made some food and you did a porch swap and then you got to eat some of what they made and they got to eat some of what you made and you sat and did like a Zoom chat or had a fireside chat or something during this time or even a phone call while you're That's eating awesome. together, right? Like, I love this idea. Um, yeah. Because I, I think it's important to still have that sense of community that comes with Beltane. Um, I know mm-hmm. for solitary practitioners, that's not necessarily their jam. But I've known multiple solitary practitioners over the years who have still danced a solid maypole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And we've also sucked them into our group, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that has happened as well. <laughs> It is pretty magical to celebrate with other people. I mean, we are animals and we're, you know, meant to be in community. So it just feels right to be able to celebrate together. And thank you. I mean, everybody who's listening right now is is in a way celebrating Beltane with us right now, too. True. True. Well, and I also think that goes back to that kind of more agricultural time when people relied on crops as a village or community to survive, right? So they're going to be sowing seeds together in the fields. Um, mm-hmm. And that is often what's happening right now. So not only 
is this celebration about what's happening just in the earth with by itself, but it's also about the agricultural piece of creating crops for us to harvest as we get later into the year so that we can survive our winter. And this is something that's communal. It's something that people often did together. And what's amazing is our last podcast, we were talking about this. This is what's happening right now. Like people are going back to this, um, you know, because they're finding the stores are empty, the shores, you know, the, the shelves are empty in the stores. I needed, what do I, 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 what do I do? Like, oh, that's right. I can grow my own food. Like, (laughs) you know, so people are, are doing this, you know, they're starting, they're planting gardens and right now like seeds and Uh, you know, everything is like, this is the time, you know? Right. (laughs) So it's, yeah. So Beltane's happening, folks. (laughs) You should go celebrate. Yeah, the fires are lit. The flowers are blooming. Enjoy this amazing day. Yeah, I'm going to light a fire tonight with some rosemary and lavender that I've harvested over the last couple weeks and been drying for this purpose. And um, I'm going to spend some time doing some divination. So that's, that's another cool thing you can do during this time of year. I'm going to do some fire divination and just see what comes, pull some tarot cards. Um, and yeah, I just want to encourage all of you to find the way that feels right to you to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm going to play around with my bees. I just got a beehive. So I'm going to go in and say hi and check out the queen and see if they need more space. And that's how I'm going to celebrate tonight. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of lovely because whenever I think about bees and honey, I think about sunshine and this is the season that the sun is growing. Oh, they love it. They yeah. are loving it right now. They're just going off. They're building their car. They're making their babies. It, like, yeah, it is. It's like full fertility mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, well, thanks, Veronica. This was fun to chat chat about Beltane. Um, (laughs) And all of you that that joined us today, um, I just want to say thank you for supporting us by showing up and listening in. I hope you get some takeaways from this that help you to hone your own magical practice and um, celebrate the seasons. And I also want to let you know that if you want to support The Witch Next Door, we now have um, the opportunity for you to do that. And you should see a support button at underneath the podcast and you can pledge to donate um, to the podcast on a monthly basis. I believe there's also a one li- one-time basis on there as well. Totally up to you. We're going to be here with or without that because this is super fun and we want to just keep bringing you all the goods. Um, of leading the most magical life you can in this world that we live in. Thank you, everyone. Blessed be. Blessed be. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.